The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. never lies. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint. Hey, Richard Flint here. And thank you very much for joining me for The Power to Be. And you know what? I'm glad you're taking the opportunity to invest this time in yourself. Because all of these shows are for you. And I try to design these around issues that I know are things that you and I, because I'm a part of this too, that we struggle with. So, question for you. When I say the words customer service, what comes to your mind? I find it very interesting with all that we have heard about taking care of the customer. Or the customer is your greatest treasure. Or the customer is the future of business. Many still have not gotten the importance of taking care of the customer. In too many cases, the customer is simply a wallet, a check card. They're simply money rather than the future of business. Folks, when the bottom line becomes the major focus, then the customer simply becomes the pathway to make money. Now, don't get me wrong. We're all in the business of making a profit. But when in the world are we going to learn that profit is the result of quality people doing a quality job of customer care. When are we going to learn that? When are we going to understand the value of any business to their customers is having the right product and the right people representing the product? You know what? You can have the greatest product in the world But if you don't have the right people representing the company and their product, you'll lose customers. Man, you need to remember this. It takes longer to build a company than it does to destroy it. 
Is that true? It takes longer to build a company than it does to destroy it. And all of this stuff about customer service. In too many places, it's simply a word. One of the most destructive parts of any company is when those who represent the company don't care about the customer who is standing right in front of them. See, I believe the number one thing that a human life wants to know is that they matter. The lack of customer care has cost many companies thousands of dollars. This is one of the reasons that the Internet has become such a popular shopping site. You know how many times I've heard this? There's less hassle. I don't have to deal with people who don't care. I don't have to deal with an employee that's standing in front of me who wishes that I would go away. Because in front of them, they're simply doing a job. The concept of caring for the customer is what I want to key in on during our time together. I want us to fully understand the concept. When you care, they know. When you're doing business with an organization, can you tell when they really care? Isn't caring a demonstration? Isn't caring a positive action? Isn't caring making someone feel important and not just a, a, an entity there for you to take money from? Huh? So let's talk about when you care they know. And what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the difference between customer service and customer appreciation. Now, I want to put some terms in front of you. And I want, to refi- I want to define them for you from my dictionaries. And if you don't have a set of my dictionaries, you ought to go to my website, richardflint.com, and grab a set of them. Because each contains 150 words that we use today that you want to know what? We misuse. The word respect. Here's my definition of respect. The result of people trusting you and wanting you to share their journey with them. Everyone who walks into any organization, everyone who's going to do business with any organization does so because they have a need. And whether they respect or disrespect that company is whether they can trust that you want to help them resolve their issue. And if they feel you're playing games with them, if they feel you don't care, 
They may spend money with you, but they're not going to come back. I don't do repeat business with organizations that I don't respect. The word reputation. And always remember, second word in my definition is the critical word. So here's my definition of reputation. The feelings people have after they've gotten to know you and done business with you. Your reputation is not created while people are there. Your reputation is created when they walk away and they got these emotions, these feelings going on inside of them. And was it a good experience for them? If it was a good experience, you know what's going to happen? Your reputation is going to be solid and they're going to come back. But what if they feel frustrated? What if they're disappointed in their experience? You think they're going to come back? I promise you something. You're not the only game in town. There are other people out there who have the same product as you have. And we have to understand product means nothing to a customer who's dissatisfied with their experience. And when they walk out and they don't feel good, your reputation is destroyed. So we've got to make sure that everything we do creates and generates an experience where the customer feels good. The word integrity. I'm going to suggest to you that this is a word that a lot of people would like to take out of our vocabulary, including a lot of people in government. Because it's amazing when it becomes okay to lie to people. It's amazing when it becomes okay not to deal with the truth. It's amazing when it becomes okay to say one thing with your mouth and then have your behavior contradicted. Listen to my definition of integrity. The result of respect and reputation coming together to create the belief. And how strong is that word belief? The belief that I can trust who you are. That you're authentic. You're not just a shadow. You're not an actor on a stage but that you are real, you are authentic. The result of respect and reputation coming together to create the belief, I can trust who you are and that I can count on you to do what you say you will do. How many times has someone told you something just to win you over? And then when you've believed in them and you've trusted them and you're willing to step forward, they're not that person. How important is integrity? How important is it that I can believe in you? I can trust you. How important is it that I can count on you to do what you say you will do? 
you ever had a, a, a company advertise who they are, and then when you got there, you were disappointed? Huh? The word caring. My definition. An attitude that comes from the inside of you. That says in many different forms, you are important. And you will be treated that way. Isn't that a part of what people search every day? We live in a world where most people don't feel cared for. We live in a world where most people feel used. We live in a world where people have become skeptical when they hear the words, you can trust me. Caring is an attitude that comes from deep inside you that says in all different forms, you are important. And you'll be treated that way. Recently, we did a program where we talked about the three groups that were within a company. And, and I'm just going to put these, these in front of you for a second. Recently, we did a program where I talked to you about the three groups that make up a company. I talked to you about sponges, the new people, who are really excited. And in their behavior, they demonstrate caring. We talked about spectators who are the people who go to work each day, not to work, but to watch. And these people go for a paycheck. They don't go because they care about what they're doing. They just have a job. And then we talked about the sponges. We talked about the spectators. And we talked about the camels, who are the backbone of the organization. These are the people who understand what it means to care. They understand this thought. The number one thing that a person wants to know is that they matter. Now, your sponges care. Your camels build their life on caring. Spectators just have a job. See, and here's our challenge. Little sponges make up 3 to 5% of the workforce. Camels make up 5 to 10%. And the spectators make up 70 to 75%. Can you see where this could create a challenge in the world of customer service? Now, let me define that word customer service for you. It's a concept. And that's all it is. It's a concept designed to make the internal customer, which we call an employee, but it's designed to make the internal customer aware of the importance of how the external customer is treated. See, I think the internal customer is more important than the external customer. Because I think the behavior of the internal customer sends the message to the external customer. But as long as customer service is simply a concept, 
then it doesn't have the connection with people. And we think because we teach customer service, everybody accepts it. That's not true. That's not true. Customer satisfaction. The reward of customer loyalty that is created when the customer is happy with their experience and feels appreciated. Listen, a dissatisfied customer is a dissatisfied customer. And they're going to notice, they're going to talk about everything that is wrong. But when you have a satisfied customer, the reward of that is customer loyalty. They come back. They spend more money with you. Hey, they refer you to other people. A satisfied customer is a pathway to repeat and referral business. Then we got customer appreciation. The bridge that connects the concept of customer service to the result of customer satisfaction, which is defined by the behavior that all who represent the company demonstrate. You hear me. My understanding of an organization is defined by the behavior of the people that I have to go through. My understanding about whether you care for me or not is defined by the behavior of the people I have to go through. My belief in leadership and in their strength is defined by the quality of people they put in front of their customers to represent them. Customer service is simply a concept. Customer satisfaction is a desired result. But if customer service is simply a concept, then I promise you that customer satisfaction will not work. Now, stay right there. We're going to take a break. And we're going to come back and we're going to really dig into this concept of the bridge that connects customer service with customer satisfaction. We're going to look deep into this concept of customer appreciation. We'll be right back. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. And to make it official, now there's a book about it. Behavior Never Lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior... Sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com, or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? 
Hello, my name is Gary Gunn, and I've been uh, listening to Richard every morning probably for about six months now. And he's my partner, and he puts the soul back into my life every day. And if you're not taking the morning minute, you sure need to do it. It starts my day every day. I look forward to it, and I recommend it highly for anybody that doesn't have it. You should have it. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the morning minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the morning minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. One of the things about Star Maker, and it's the thing that we create that I love the most, you feel safe here. I mean, if you listen to some of the stories that are shared, there's some pretty personal stuff. Stuff that we normally wouldn't talk about. But what happens when you're in an environment where you're surrounded by people who really want to improve their life? Star Maker 2015, July 17th through the 19th at the incredible PGA National Resort and Spa at beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. But remember, there's a limited number of registrations, so do it now. Sign up at www.richardflint.com or call 1-800-368-8255 and ask for Denise. Come join the fan Star Maker 2015. 15. It's an investment in your life. It's an investment in yourself and in your soul. I think if you have the desire to want to grow, take the challenge, take the opportunity. Welcome back. Our topic today is when you care, they know. It's based in the concept that the number one thing that a human life wants to know is that they matter. And you see, we live in this world where we preach customer service. But you know what's interesting? Most companies don't require it from their people. Most who are in leadership are not leaders. They're participants in the confusion. Because a real leader never lets anything happen that will destroy the reputation of the company. And one who is in a leadership role, who allows the behavior of people to not be at the highest quality, they themselves really do not care about the growth of the company. Now, for years, I have believed that in this world of customer service and this desire for customer satisfaction, there's been a piece of the puzzle that's been missing. And here's what I've grown to understand. That missing part of the puzzle is customer appreciation. Go back to my thought. Number one thing that a human life wants to know is that they matter. Isn't that saying that the number one thing they want is to feel appreciated? And customer appreciation is a bridge 
What does a bridge do? It connects points. It's the bridge that connects the concept of customer service to the desired result of customer satisfaction. And that bridge is connected by the behavior of all those people who represent the company in any form. How important is that bridge? How important is it that someone who's going to spend money with you feels that you appreciate their business? Appreciation is the demonstration of how much customers mean to you. When someone doesn't care and that's demonstrated through their behavior, they tell that customer, we don't appreciate your business. And when the customer doesn't feel appreciated, it's a feeling. It's a feeling defined by behavior. And when that customer doesn't feel appreciated, they're going to walk out frustrated. They're going to walk out disappointed. And they're going to walk out angry. And they're not going to come back. And if they do come back, they come back angry, ready to fight. When the customer doesn't feel appreciated. They're going to demonstrate that by the lack of business they do with a company or with the representatives of the company. There are a lot of people, a lot of companies that have sales forces that go out. And you know what? They go out simply as an order taker. They don't go out as a demonstration of caring for the customer. And sometimes we wonder, why do we lose business? And so many times the customer that you have lost, what they say is that, well, I found a better price. I'm going to tell you something. Price is not an issue as long as it's competitive. Price is not an issue if I feel that you value my business, if I feel that you care about me, if I feel that we're connected and you're there to help me resolve. But when that customer doesn't feel appreciated... They're going to demonstrate that by the lack of business they do with the company or with the company's representative. I did a survey. I took a group of people and I asked them a question. What saddens your experience with most companies? Listen to what they told me. Stating, starting, and not completing your promises. You think customers remember when you break a promise? always having to reach out to the representative, to the salesperson, because they don't reach out to them. Disappointments don't seem to matter to anybody. They call and no one seems to care. Discussions that they have with people go in circles. Nothing gets resolved. Their experience with the company and its representatives are filled with unanswered questions. Heard this one a lot. You got to deal with all the negative behaviors of unhappy people. Hmm? You put all these together and what saddens? The statement that is made through behavior that they don't care and that the customer doesn't matter.
Customers who are saddened by their experience don't stay around, but will share with other people their disappointment. You know that is true. All research proves that. So let's turn this around. Same group of people. What makes you feel great about your experience with an organization? You get results. You feel the respect of all the people you come in contact with. Expectations that you state are heard and they're met. There's attention to details. Things aren't left to just lie around. And through everyone's behavior, there's a genuine statement that we care. Do you think your organization is more designed to disappoint people or to give them a great experience? And you know what's interesting? If you're honest, you know the answer to that. Great experiences create repeat and referral business. And let me tell you something. You got to live. Companies grow. They live. They breathe through repeat and referral business. Let's go back to this. The number one thing a human life wants to know is that they matter. So what behaviors tell the customer, hey, you matter to us? Making time for their questions and concerns. A willingness to adapt as necessary because not everything is a straight line and sometimes we got to adapt. Taking the customer at a manageable pace. We don't run them through. Talking to the customer, not at the customer. And then there's an eagerness to help them find the answer to their need. Let me tell you something. There's resilience. We're going to get better. We're going to improve. And that is demonstrated through the growth of the organization, through the growth of their people. And you know something? And you could probably give me illustration after illustration with this. When the customer matters, they know it. They're happy. They've enjoyed their experience. They smile. They joke. They feel good. And, and they walk out with the commitment, you know what? I will come back here. So let me share with you what I find that demonstrates customer appreciation. Attitude. Starts here. We will do whatever it takes to assure the customer knows they're appreciated as long as it doesn't compromise our ethical and moral definitions of business. Man, we want to work with you, not against you. Attitude. Persistently striving to improve at what we do. What demonstrates customer appreciation? Persistently striving to improve at what we do. We will know where we are good and where we need to improve and persistently strive to improve in both areas. What demonstrates? 
preparing our people to deliver the highest level of care and monitoring that they are delivering it. We will make taking care of our customers more than lip service. It will be a crusade we will not stop pursuing. Demonstration of customer service. Responding to the customer concerns in a timely fashion. We will not take our customers' concerns lightly. They will be reviewed and the results shared with our customers. Listen, you asked us a question, you give us a concern, and it's not going to fall on deaf ears. We will take your concerns seriously, and we'll resolve them. Demonstration. Expectations will be understood, and every effort made to satisfy the expectations. Hmm. What are we talking about? We will diligently seek to understand what our customers expect from their experience with us and work to meet or exceed those expectations. Customers like it when they do business with a company that seems to be striving to improve, and they're looking for ways to be better at who they are and with what they do. Demonstration of customer appreciation. Confusion about any aspect of doing business will be addressed, addressed immediately. We will work to make sure that any aspect of customer confusion in it is addressed and a resolution found. We're not going to let that customer feel that we don't care about them, that we're not listening to them, that we're not willing to work to help find satisfaction and that we don't appreciate who they are. Appreciation. Investment in training our people. We will invest time, money, and accountability and making sure our people are not only the best at what they do, but are striving to improve in their understanding of customer care. Appreciation. Attention to detail. We will approach our customer business with an organized system that doesn't allow things to fall through the crack. You ever done business with a, with a company? They made a promise or you ordered something and all of a sudden you just waited and waited and waited and, and nothing seemed to be happening? Customer appreciation is demonstrated by attention to detail. Time will be valued. We will respect the customer's time and complete our responsibilities in a timely fashion. If I tell you I'm going to call you back, I'm going to call you back. If I tell you that I'm going to get this done, I will get it done. If I tell you I'm going to find an answer, I'll find an answer. See, the most important thing to most people in life today is their time. Because most people are overwhelmed with the lack of time. So if you appreciate me, you're going to demonstrate that by making my time valuable, and you value it. Every customer will be treated with value. We will strive to make sure every customer's experience 
is filled with the demonstration of how much they matter to us. Let's go back to this. Number one thing the human life wants to know is that they matter. And when you make me feel appreciated, I feel I matter to you. When I feel that you appreciate me, you get my loyalty. And in that loyalty, I'm going to do more business with you. And, and, and I'm going to reach out and share you with other people. Hmm? So how important are these things? How important is it that that customer feel appreciated? Because people who don't feel appreciated, you know what? They're not going to spend their money with you. They're going to go somewhere else. And in going somewhere else, you lose their business. Does that make sense? Huh? We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this demonstration a little more. And we're going to talk about creating that world where people know that they matter. Now, don't you go anywhere, because we'll be right back. Last month was about family, and it couldn't have been a better topic. Every day, there was something that I was able to take and work on with my family. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the Morning Minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the Morning Minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Behavior never lies. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. Behavior never lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior, sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior never lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information... If you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? A star maker. Magic moment. Dorothy? I just wanted to say I sat with Wanda one of the days here for about 45 minutes. She sat with me and... 
The peace that comes from her is amazing. It just came out of her naturally and normally, and she said, I wasn't like this when I started. You'll get there. <laughs> Did you tell yourself, I want to be like that? Absolutely. Went back to the room, and Lou said, well, what did Wanda say? I said, I can't tell you. <laughs> So, you want to be like Wanda? Yes, I do. <laughs> Isn't that presence? July 17th through the 19th at the incredible PGA National Resort and Spa at beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Remember, there's a limited number of registrations, so do it now. Sign up at www.richardflint.com or call 1-800-368-8255 and ask for Denise. Come join the fam. Star Maker 2015. How important is it that when you do business with an organization, you feel that they appreciate the business you're doing? Hmm? If someone's attitude is not right, Will you continue to do business with them? We're talking about when you care, they know. We're talking about the bridge that connects that concept of customer service to their desired result of customer satisfaction. And for that to happen, that bridge has to be in place. And that bridge has to connect what we expect from people through the concept of customer service to the behavior that's demonstrated. Now, that has several different layers to it, does it not? It takes leadership. And you know there's a difference between leadership and management, right? Management deals with task. Where leadership moves people forward. And when you find a company whose emphasis is on management, you find that this is a company that many times does not take care of their people issues. They don't take those little sponges who are their new people and really work to grow them and, and invest the time in them. We just bring them in. We give them a little bit of training. We drop them in. And you know what happens? No one holds them accountable for what they've been taught. Average companies don't hold their people accountable. Great companies establish expectations. And they don't waver from those expectations. You take someone like the Ritz Carlton. Hey, their people care. And every day it's a demonstration. When you travel as much as I do, you know, I spend well over. Uh, you could say 150 to 160 nights a year in hotels. And, and I, I, after 30 plus years, I've become pretty cynical about hotels. <laughs> and, and, you know, this sounds bad, but I judge a hotel on two things. The quality of the towels 
will they really dry me off or do they just ring with the water that I'm trying to dry off? And the quality of the toilet paper. <laughs> it's amazing how cynical you can become over the years. But it's important to me when I walk in that the attitude of that person behind that desk is an attitude that says that they care. I visit the Renaissance Hotel every month in Tulsa. I have a client that lives there, and I work with them. And I always stay at the Renaissance when I'm in town. Why? Because when I walk in, they know me by, by name. They greet me with a smile. They know the type of room I like. Hmm? And they always are concerned that my visit there is satisfactory, and I appreciate, appreciate that attention to detail. I checked into a hotel the other night. And the young lady who was behind the desk to check me in, let me tell you something. She didn't care. She was so busy answering a text from someone that she made me stand there for about a minute, never looking at me, never smiling at me. And when she finished her text, she looked at me and said, are you here to check in? I told her yes. And I looked her square in the face and I told her, I don't appreciate the treatment you've just given me because your attitude says that I'm not important to you. Man, she didn't know what to say. This concept of attitude is so important. And it says we will do whatever it takes to assure that you, the customer, know you're appreciated. And we're going to do it as long as it doesn't compromise our ethical and our moral definitions of business. Somehow, I think we've lost the emphasis on people's attitude when it comes to treating the customer in a caring fashion. What about persistently striving to improve at what we do? I was staying in a hotel one time, and everything was just out of sorts. They had uh, lost my reservation. They were almost completely full. The only room they had was a parlor to a suite that had a Murphy bed in it that comes out of the wall, and I don't sleep in Murphy beds. And, and I explained this to the young lady behind the desk, and she went back and brought the general manager out, and he was so apologetic. And he said, now, don't, don't go anywhere, because let me see what I can do. So he worked, and he found me a room. Was it exactly the room that I wanted? No, but it sure wasn't a Murphy bed. And he said, I am so sorry that this has happened, because... I see that with this particular hotel chain, you're one of our elite customers, and I am so sorry. And he said, because it was our fault, I'm going to comp your room, and I'm going to comp your meals while you're here. Now, 
what did his behavior say to me? Hmm? That I mattered. And he didn't make excuses. He didn't justify. He took responsibility. And he was trying to improve and get beyond the mistake that was made. Hey, he was telling me, we know where we're good, and we know where we're not good. We know where we fall down. And for you, the customer, we are going to persistently strive to help to improve and to help you have the best experience possible. Now, would I go back there? Absolutely. Why? Because I felt like with what they did, they were saying to me, you're important to us. We care. What about preparing our people to deliver the highest level of care and monitoring that they're delivering it? Hmm? See, this is where training is more than training. It becomes expectation. We're going to train our people, but you know what? We're not just going to train them. We're going to monitor that they're doing it the way we want it done. Great organizations do not make training lip service. They make it a responsibility. They hold their people accountable. And every day they are striving at the highest level they can to let that customer know we care. And we're going to deliver what we promise. What about responding to the customer's concerns in a timely fashion? <laughs> I was in a rest restaurant in Evansville, Indiana. It was connected to the hotel where I was staying. And I had had one of these days where I'd been traveling. I'd had one of these weeks where I had not had a chance to have a good meal. And I, I came in and I sat down at the restaurant. It was only 530. And I thought, man, I can relax and I can have a good meal. And I'm going to tell you something. The food was great, but the service was horrible. So like they do at the end of a meal, they brought me my check. And what did I do? I took my check. I signed my name and my room number to it. And then I did something that I'd been swearing that I was going to do at some point. I subtracted 15% from the check. Gave it back to the waitress. She started to walk away. She turned around, looked at this and said, what's this? I said, young lady, that is my gratuity for tolerating you. You've got to be the poorest excuse for a waitress that I've ever seen. Slammed her hand on my table and screamed at me, you can't do that. I said, you want to bet me another 15%? I'm going to tell you that restaurant manager was there in a second. We sat down, and I explained to him the whole situation. You know what he did? He initialed me taking 15% off my check. I had a concern. He responded in a timely fashion. And you know what he did? He demonstrated that he appreciated my business. And that when they talk about customer appreciation, they live it. What about expectations that will be understood in every effort made to satisfy them? See, a lot of companies don't care about the customer's expectation. They're just there to sell a product. And when a customer comes in the front door, 
They come in with an expectation and with a need. They want that need satisfied. That's why it's important we understand. We will diligently seek to understand what our customers expect from their experience with us, and we will work to meet or exceed those expectations. Now, what are they looking for? They're looking for a smile. They're looking for a friendly face. <laughs> They're looking for someone who has more than a job. They're there because they want to be. They're there because they care. Confusion about any aspect of doing business will be addressed immediately. That restaurant in Evansville, Indiana, he didn't have to come over and sit down and listen to me. He didn't have to do that. But he did. And he could feel my disappointment. He could feel my frustration. And he didn't sit there and just be a mute. He leaned in and in his own way with his behavior, he listened to me. And then he addressed it immediately. Important. Investment in training our people. Hey, we're not going to just train people. We're going to hold them accountable for what we've been, what they're trained. We're investing time, money, and accountability, and we're going to hold people accountable. Attention to detail. We're going to make sure that everything we do has a purpose, and that purpose is demonstrated by the attention we pay to how we do what we do. And we're not going to do it half-heartedly. We're committed to it. Time will be valued. Man, we're going to take our customers' time, and we're going to realize we're going to respect their time. And if we tell them something, we're going to do it. And if we can't deliver it, we're going to let them know so that they don't come just expecting something. Every customer will be treated with value. Every day we're going to strive to do the job of letting that customer know they matter. Do you think that caring is an important part of life? Would you agree with me that in so many ways our world has become less caring and more about disconnecting from customers? I hope that maybe today you understand at a greater level that bridge, that that which connects customer service to customer satisfaction is people feeling appreciated, that they know that they matter. When people don't feel appreciated, you know what they're going to do because they understand their power. They're going to take their dollars and they're going to spend them somewhere else. <laughs> you remember the scene from Pretty Woman? Remember this? When she went into the shop and he, he gave her money and told her, go shop, go buy clothes. And she walked in the shop and, <laughs> and they looked at her and they didn't want to help her. So she left. And remember the scene where he goes back with her and, and, and the manager says, we're going to grovel. We'll do whatever it takes. And remember, she goes and she buys stuff and she goes back by that first store and walks in and tells them, <laughs> you lost. Hmm? Customers come in all shapes and sizes. 
But the thing that all of them want to know is that they, they're appreciated, that they matter. Now, next Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to talk about so you want to own your own business. And my guest is going to be a young man, Matt Cedarstrom, who's going to share with us the trials and struggles in bringing your own business and owning it. <laughs> if you're one of those few who want to own your own business and you have that dream, or if you own your own business and you find yourself frustrated, you don't want to miss this conversation. You know, I really would like to hear from you. Solutions at richardflint.com. And by the way, if you'd like to have a copy of this today, if you'd like to have the study guide that goes with this, so maybe you can use it with people around your life, write me at solutions at richardflint.com and, and just let me know, hey, I'd like to have a copy of that when you care they matter. And we'll get it to you. Hope you're visiting my website. Hope you're taking a look at my summer conference star maker. Hope you're being a part of my monthly free webinars. Hope you understand that I want you to improve and to get better. And I want you to remember this. The number one thing any human wants to know in every aspect of their life is they matter. How good are you at letting people know they matter to you? Interesting question, huh? See you next week. Any questions? Call our people at Richard Flint Productions, 1-800-368-8255, 1-800-368-8255, or visit us at www.richardflint.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.